the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. State Senator Hester has been a, well, kind of a fixture on this show for since he got into the, the legislature. Uh, definitely during the General Assembly, he always comes over and spends time with us, talks about his legislation and things of that nature. Uh, the, the the fiscal session just got over. Uh, Senator, give us a, a, a rundown of how you think that went. Did it go okay? Well, it went really well, God. Uh, considering the circumstances, right? We did what normally takes us, you know, four or five or six weeks to do. We did in, um, uh, you know, we did in a matter of a week and a half and we got the people's business taken care of. We may not as uh, dive too deep into the details as normal, but um, we got the business handled. And really the most important thing is we were able to implement uh, mandatory cuts um, uh, if the funding's not there, right? So we're prepared for the outcome of the corona uh, on the state budget. From what I heard, that's going to be about, uh, if necessary, about 15% straight across the board. Is that is that right? It's basically correct. Uh, straight across the board with the exception of uh, K-12 education, with the exception of uh, prisons, and with the exception of uh, DHS grants. Like, you know, we got to make sure that uh, our most needy are taken care of. Right. Um, with the exception of those, it's 15%. Uh, we think with forecasts that will only be 5%, but we're prepared for really the worst. Yeah, I, I got a question for you. You know, 15% across the board. Uh, when you, One of the big problems you ran into with education is, of course, the Lakeview case still, like a black cloud hangs over this state. Is there, are, are you guys ready to revisit that and, and try to hammer out a different deal uh, for for uh, school finance here in uh, in Arkansas, because if I'm right, you tell me if I'm wrong. But uh, I have heard that almost sixty cents of every tax dollar is dedicated towards education here in the state. Well, it, you know, it, it certainly is, and and I don't think you're going to find anybody that argues that it's not a, a worthy cost to spend our tax dollars on. But um, I, I never like to make decisions based on oh, well, we might get sued. Um, uh-huh. My argument is let somebody sue us and let's go back to court because I tell you, it, it's a different day in Arkansas. It's a different Supreme Court. Um, and th- there's two methods to revisit what's called the Lakeview case. It's either the attorney general um, uh, goes and asks the courts for reconsideration uh, or we just or we make some drastic changes on the funding side and, and then the state gets sued again and we see how that goes. But uh, either way, it's really got to go back through the court system. When when Bruce Westerman. Now, Congressman Westerman was serving uh, in the legislature. One of the things that he wanted to do was to move more towards a uh, uh, a methodology that every every family would get X amount of dollars uh, from the Treasury for their children to go to school. He felt that got around the Lakeview case because every and there was an equity an equity of funding uh, that way. Uh, but that never, ever happened. It, does there seem to be an appetite here in Arkansas to move in that direction? Or does everybody just want to stay with the status quo and, 
and not have to get their hands real dirty and fight about this? Well, I think, look, we've got Governor Hutchinson's going to be rolling into his last session, and you've got a Republican supermajority in the Senate, the House, and the governor, and there are certain Republican platform issues that I feel like must be addressed in this final session, and one of them is uh, what we call the school choice or or, or giving more options uh, to families uh, on education. I think that's going to be a big one when we come up, and I think it's something the Republicans have to deliver on. Let's get to what I wanted to really talk to you about. I told you I wanted to talk about it. And uh, to be kind of supr- tell you, I was a little bit surprised that you had no problem talking about it, because I got to think that uh, you're still stinging a little bit about what happened. And that was the recent vote for pro tem. I'll be honest. I thought you were shooing uh, for pro tem. And ended up that uh, Hickey is, uh, State Senator Hickey is going to be the pro tem. And uh, State Senator Jason Rapert has uh, been out, out there, and he'll be on later in the show, uh, talking about how he felt uh, within the caucus, the Republican caucus, a betrayal had occurred and that uh, the betrayal had been uh, directed towards you. Do you feel that way? I don't say a betrayal towards me. I feel like it's more towards the Republican. But I'll tell you, they've uh, given the options. Winning is certainly better than losing. Uh, that is ever occurred in a race like this. But um, look, uh, you know, one thing I can say about Senator Hickey is uh, he told me what he was doing. Uh, he was very clear with members of our caucus that he intended to work with the Democrats to um, to try to get elected, and 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 that's what he did. Right? Uh, we've. Since uh, since we since since the Republicans took over, Michael Lamoureux said, uh, um, uh, came to us and you know uh, said, "Hey guys, here's the deal. We're in charge now. We need to make a deal that the Republicans are going to fight within ourselves. When we pick who who wins within our caucus, then we're all going to support them. Uh, that is held uh, for eight years until now. Uh, I won the vote within our caucus, um, and then uh, Senator Hickey partnered with a minority of the caucus and uh, the Democrats to get what's." Uh, the current nomination. What was it about what was going on? I mean, you're known as a, a solid conservative. What what was the, the problem here? I mean, did they think you were too solid of a conservative? Uh, were they afraid that that, uh, you know, you know, with it being the final general assembly for the governor, uh, you know, you're looking at a situation where um, perhaps uh, members of the Republican caucus won't be as easy going with the governor as they have been in the past because you know a lot of his uh power is slowly dwindling away so you know what what was the overriding factor here about senator hickey wanting to get involved after the caucus evidently had basically said you were the man yeah again i'll say that you know senator hickey was up up front about that and uh you know so it wasn't some uh knife in the back deal uh at all but look I feel like, you know, as we're rolling into the last session, there was some there was some argument over geography, possibly, that uh, the governor's from northwest Arkansas. Should the uh, pro tem also be from northwest Arkansas? Uh, but look, I, uh, you, you can always make that point when you don't have a good argument. Right. At the end of the day, if the Republicans uh-huh. are looking for a conservative, it wasn't even close uh, on who, who should lead them. Um, I've got an eight year uh, record of being clearly the more conservative leader uh, on on policy on on each issue uh, and i'll tell you you know if the argument is i'm not going to stand up to the governor enough i think i've also got eight year history uh, or six years with the governor of when he's right i'm 100 percent in this corner and when i disagree i'm not in this corner uh, that's uh, that's no surprise to anyone at the capitol so what amongst 
I mean, I'm I'm going to ask you, have you talked to the people uh, that you think perhaps voted for Senator Hickey and asked them why did they uh, do that? Because if, if you guys met in caucus, they must have said, yeah, we're voting for you and then turned around and kind of pulled the rug out from underneath of you. Well, I, th- I think it was a, a lot of members that just just didn't say. Right. Um, uh-huh. And. You know, you know how it is in the campaign when you don't want to tell somebody no. You just say, "Oh, you're a great guy. You'll do a great job leading." And uh, uh, so they're not definitive. But I'll tell you, you know, there 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 is a time for accountability. I think you'll hear that from Jason Rayford. Um, you know, we will meet as a caucus and we'll we'll talk about it because look, um, what, what some members think is a, is a win is a very short term win. But what it says is it's decimating the Senate because the Democrats will for 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 the future pick the pro tem and says this is how we go. It will take, you know, the Democrats and a minority Republicans. It's not what the people of Arkansas want. It's not what they expect. It's not the right thing for the Senate. Uh, irregardless of my race, um, there needs to be uh, needs to be some public voting. Um, people need to be accountable uh, when they when they don't side with the Republicans. Uh, their voters need to know that. Well, when the schism started appearing and there was a fight going on, as you know, uh, Senator, I've been involved in Republican politics here in the state below almost 20 years. And uh, it it really caught me off guard what happened because yeah I I had always heard when when you guys made a just made a decision in the in the um, in the caucus and and for everybody who's listening hey look let me tell you what there's arguments in the caucus people believe different things and so that's all hashed out but when you find out that perhaps the way you believe isn't the way the rest of the caucus believes uh, it's at that point that. You know, you, you you kind of figure out how you can work what you want to do with the caucus. And uh, that doesn't seem to be the case here. Are, are we having any problem? Because I've been outspoken about this. And that is, you know, I think we've allowed some Democrats into the Republican Party who said, you know, I want to change over to be a Republican. And I don't believe that philosophically they have changed over. And I think that makes a problem. Were those people a problem in this in this issue, do you think? You know, that's, that's going to be very interesting to find out, uh, really. I mean, you're going to have three more state senators after me. Uh, ask them how they voted and why. Uh, you know, I don't know, but I'll tell you, a beautiful thing about being a Republican is we are independent thinkers. We're liberty-minded. And if you say, hey, you're all going to vote this way, it, it, it's a challenge, right? They have to believe in the, in the, in the, in the bigger cause that, uh, um, uh, of, what, of, what the, of what the party and the platform and what we're all trying to get done here. So, I'm, uh, again, I'm not angry at anybody for disagreeing. Uh, but, you know, really, when the Republicans uh, make a choice on something as important as leadership, we can't allow the Democrats to uh, to break that up. OK, so when's the next time that the caucus will meet? You know, we'll meet sometime in May. Uh, we usually meet when there's a lot of meetings going on at the Capitol. Um, so we'll meet in May and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about it as a group. And, uh, you know, I'm still the majority leader. And so I have a responsibility to say, hey, guys, look, uh, this is not good for now or, or moving forward. And uh, and so, yeah, I think we'll have a very transparent conversation about what happened and how to prevent this moving forward, because the reality is what we all know is that if whoever's running for pro tem next time, uh, they're going to start courting the Democrats immediately. Now, that means compromising on votes. That means compromising on uh, who you're helping with certain things. It's it's really not the right move for Arkansas. Where are you at right now, Senator, about what your future holds? Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question, Dave. And look, I, I think you're going to see the same Bart Hester that you've seen uh, a long time. I'm going to, you know, 
fiercely fight for what I believe in the conservative cause, but I'm also going to um, be a good colleague. I want to work well with with all members, the Republican, the Democrat side, when I can. Uh, but look, here, here's what's going to happen moving forward. It has to happen. Um, things have got to become more transparent. Um, we, we can't vote secretively on the floor anymore. Uh, the, the people that we represent deserve to know how we vote on leadership, uh, same as they do up in D.C. Uh, when you're going to vote, they stand up and say, you know, I'm I'm Bruce Westerman from Arkansas, you know, and, I, and I'm voting for, um, you know, whoever for uh, to be our leader. And so I think that's what I'm going to really push for here. That's going to be the big change. I think it's going to be a win for Arkansas. It's going to be a win for the voters. Uh, there needs to be public voting and transparency in what we do. Senator Hester, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you again next year uh, when the general session gets underway. Thanks for having me, Dave.